Welcome to Desks and Dusters, PBJ Cleaning Depot's very own podcast. We are going to have so much fun on this adventure together. We are going to talk to our reps. We are going to talk to my fellow employees. And we're going to see what's going on right here in our own community. Good afternoon, North Perth. What is going on? It is a great day. It is Wednesday, January the 27th, 2021, and welcome to episode 19 of Desks and Dusters. So we have one topic today. That's all we're going to talk about, one topic and one topic only. And that topic happens to be mental health. Tomorrow, as many of you know, is Bell Let's Talk Day. It also happens to be the 10-year anniversary of Bell Let's Talk Day. And I have a very cool story about the first ever Bell Let's Talk Day and my involvement in it actually. So that's gonna be on part two of this episode that is gonna be coming out tomorrow morning. So yes, that's right. This episode's gonna be a two-parter. The first part is gonna be about services and organizations that are here and available to you uh, when it comes to mental health. And the other one is gonna be about stories. Uh, We have an incredible guest lined up for next episode and we have some even fabulous guests for this episode. I can't wait to introduce you to all of them because they're such incredible human beings. So let's dive right in. Tomorrow is Bell Let's Talk Day. Remember, real quick, if you are a Bell service provider, use your text messages. Text, 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 text. I don't care what you're texting about. I don't care if it's for work or whatever. The more you text, the more money goes in, the more money we're going to help raise for mental health uh, services here in Canada. Now, if you don't have a Bell phone, that's okay. Jump on your favorite social media platforms like Twitter, like Facebook, like Instagram, and use that hashtag, hashtag Bell Let's Talk. You're going to see it trending everywhere tomorrow. It's amazing. It's one of my absolute favorite days of the years of the years of the year you can tell it's not a monday but it feels like it but whatever i am so excited for tomorrow it's going to be the 10 year anniversary i'm very excited to see all the stuff that bell's got coming out i have paid attention to this day very closely for the past 10 years and i'm going to show you why in the next two episodes so we've got some great guests so let's dive right into the first one we've got Haley from the north perth community of character let's go All right, everybody, we are back here on Desks and Dusters, and we have Haley joining us from the North Perth Community of Character. Haley, welcome to Desks and Dusters. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, one of my favorite things that I noticed first is the way your name is spelt is also spelt the exact same as my personal hero and idol, Haley Wickenheiser. So that was a nice little connection there. I was like, yes, I love that. So what is the North Perth community of character? I've only lived here for just over two and a half years. I'm still getting to know everything this great community has. What is the North Perth community of character? Um, So the North Perth community of character, it's a nonprofit organization in North Perth. um, And our purpose is basically bringing all positive attributes to personal lives, um, home lives, work lives, and basically bringing this into the community to help make it a stronger place. That's amazing. Now, who would kind of been like, who do you service? Who would benefit from this? Um, our goal is the entire town. So it isn't specifically one targeted group. Um, our purpose is trying to connect all the people in different groups. Um, so we like to stay affiliated with different services like mental health stuff, Um, homelessness and poverty in our area, as well as different organizations like, let's say, Diana Sweets. Um, We do quite a bit with Spinrite as well. They've been a great sponsor for some of our events like the Character Run. Um, Literally any business and organization in North Perth we want to connect with and serve all of the people that are tied to those and all the people that are tied to the community too. That's amazing. So it's basically a free-for-all. Like it has services for absolutely anybody Um, and is completely open to absolutely everybody, which is great to hear. Exactly. We like to get our fingers into many different pots. There's nothing wrong with that. A couple more chefs in the kitchen and it's a couple more ideas thrown in. Exactly. Now, what is your new position within this organization? 
Um, so my new position is the coordinator role. Uh, previously, it was Patty Henhofer that was doing the job and she rocked it. Um, she has decided to take a different a step in a different direction. So I have stepped into the role. However, my role as coordinator um, is basically I get to um, brainstorm and um, employ all of these different ideas within the community. So for example, I will be running different events, hopefully despite COVID, um, just in a safer way, um, as well as different initiatives, campaigns. Um, I, we also, part of my role is to run board meetings because we have a character board as well. Um, yeah, and basically just, I'm the overseer and the brain scheming behind all of it. Well, that's amazing. You and I kind of need to talk a little bit more then because I'm doing a similar thing here now with PBJ. I love it. A little project uh, on our hands that I've been running called PBJ Cares. Ah. Every month we're either going to raise a little bit of money for a foundation or a charity, or we're going to bring some insight and some education towards different initiatives and topics. And we've just felt like in 2020, because of COVID, a lot of different organizations got left behind. Uh, some were heavily used um, and very exhausted of resources. So we want to make sure that in the year of 2021, nobody is going to be exhausted of those resources. Everyone's going to be able to be serviced. And that those that, yes, were forgotten um, because people didn't have money for donations to remind them that it's not just money that these people are looking for. There's your, your time you can donate. Uh, this month is the blood month, so we're looking for people to sign up, join our team, and donate blood at the clinic coming next month. Uh, and then next month, we are doing uh, heart and stroke. We're going to do a ride here with bikes courtesy of Dynafit from Kersey. So awesome. kind of similar. We're looking to do the same sort of thing. So that's definitely something we need to get together on and, and uh, talk about some stuff moving forward for sure. I love to hear that. Have a little brainstorming party. Exactly. So what are some of the mental health services uh, that you would work with to provide here in North Perth? So often our with our organization, it's not necessarily supports that we provide. However, we would then be able to direct because we like to get our fingers in different pots, we would be able to um, help individuals get with the resources that they need to get with. So for example, um, one thing that I attend virtually now is a communities worker lunch. And basically it's one person from each of the organizations in North Perth area um, that provide different resources for people that are vulnerable. So whether it's mental health stuff, whether it's homelessness and like financial insecurity, um, and all of these individuals will update us and let us know where they're at with their services, if they're able to take on anything more. Um, so between like if there was an individual that was looking for different services that they needed, they could definitely contact um, the community of character. Um, as well as the municipality website is a really good one. Our town has done a great job of updating all of the local resources that we have. There's I want to say over 15 different resources just for our area, as well as um, text and call services that you could do from home and different things like that. So I would definitely say one of the two, like reach out if you need a hand, but as well, like check out the website of the municipality and it's a really, really good resource. Now we know mental health sees no gender, it sees no color, it happens uh, it can be short term, it can be long term, your brain just doesn't happen to produce the necessary chemicals uh, for quote unquote proper or normal functioning. I know all about that. I've been diagnosed with mental health in the past and I still suffer through it. So we all know that mental health also does not see a time of day. It does not run a nine to five like normal work jobs. So are there 24 hour services for people to reach out to uh, that you guys are in connections with or to you as well? Yeah, there definitely is. Um, I can think of a few, for example, the outpatient services through the hospital. It's 24 hours. So if you were needing immediate assistance, you could go into the hospital and they've actually just hired somebody into that role to come in and be able to assess you and get you to the resources that you need, as well as like the website that I was talking about with the municipality, there's quite a few different options on there, whether it's text or call services that are 24 um, seven. Exactly. And always remember that there's always, even when you think that you're alone and you're in the absolute darkest of darks, there is somebody there who's willing to talk to you. So whether you're stressed and maybe you can't get through or 
you don't have the courage to call and talk to a stranger, just remember that there is a family member or a friend out there who's willing to listen. And that's all that you need someone to do as well. So even when these services are tied up, you guys, there's always someone, they may be tied up, but they are patiently, patiently waiting for you to call as well and get through. So speaking of COVID and everything, what was the year of 2020 like for you guys? Um, The year of 2020, I am seeing this from an outsider perspective because I just started this role as of December 2020. Um, But I know there was, so normally we have things like our character run, which is our biggest event of the year, which happens at the end of May. Um, It had to be done virtually because of COVID. Um, And the numbers definitely dropped for that, which is unfortunate. Our goal for that is is to connect everybody in a very healthy way. So it was a bummer to see that one. We, it was still super successful and we did a great job with what we had. Um, but 2021, we're hoping uh, we're gonna take it up a notch on that one. Um, and then we normally do, um, we call it a character week at the end of November. And we usually bring in a speaker to come in and it's a whole week long of activity and community togetherness. And that one was also a very, very big challenge with COVID. Um, moving forward to it's the same kind of struggle. So we're trying to adapt to the virtual options. Um, but yeah, it was just a different year of adjusting. And one thing that I will say that was a huge plus for COVID is that because I was starting this rule, normally Patty, who was a coordinator previously, she would be in schools doing workshops on positive character attributes. And when I moved into this role, I was quite overwhelmed. Patty was unreal at this job. I swear she was superwoman. Um, But because of COVID, it actually gave me time to transition into this role. I didn't have so much on the go like she normally would have. So I'm, yeah, I'm honestly quite grateful to have this time. Mm -hmm. Um, It's allowed for a little bit of a smoother process into the role. I think that's one thing too I've learned with COVID is, is with everything being shut down and stuff. It's like, there are certain things that I really just don't miss. It made me realize what it is that I hold near and dear, what's important to me, what's special. And I really don't care if I can't be paying $15.99 to go sit in a movie theater right now to go see a movie. I will watch it on my couch on Netflix when it comes out. Like it is totally fine. So COVID has allowed us to step back and slow down a little bit, which is really good because I think a lot of people need that personally for their own mental health. There were so many people that were just like, go, 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 nonstop, never getting to take a break. I think 2021, if there's anything we can learn from 2020, is that there's a lot of things that can change. We can do a lot more things virtually. You can slow down, watch the grass grow, smell the flowers. It doesn't need to be such a fast paced environment for everyone all the time. I know um, one of the organizations that I was chatting with at the community workers lunch, um, so the different organizations within Listowel that provide services, they were actually saying that their services were ramped up because they were able to offer more virtual sessions than in person and they could offer them at different times of the day too. Exactly. Yeah, for anybody that was struggling with mental health before but couldn't find somebody to look after their children after work, now that's solved you can do both at once and it's a done deal right so it's there has been some really positive changes with some of our services too which is incredible to see it's very true like i can't tell you how many people um even talking to my doctor saying you wouldn't believe the increase in phone calls of regarding mental health and different things like that in the year of 2020 Um, but that's the other thing too, is because I was raised and grew up in Kitchener. That's where my family doctor still is. And I don't feel like driving all the way into the city, taking that time and then going to talk to a counselor or a therapist and then having that hour of a time and then driving all the way back. Like that's three hours gone. Whereas now I can do it virtually whenever suits their time and my time best boom. And it's done just like that. So quick and so easy. And I know so many people that are doing so much more virtually and it is helping them mentally so much more because you're in a more relaxed uh, environment. You're in your own environment. You're in an environment that you feel safe. So these services have been able to adapt quite well, uh, most of them. And I think that's going to be something we're going to see in 2021 being increased. 
I also think too, one reminder that if you are struggling and looking for supports, because most are virtual, you can reach out to different hubs like Kitchener, like Toronto, like Mississauga. That's amazing. I never even thought of that. That's a great, great, great comment to put into there. Thank you so much, Haley. Is there anything else that you would like to add about the North Perth community of character? Anything you guys have going on this year? Anything with uh, any of the different organizations that you guys are working with you'd like to put out there? Um, one thing that I will say is we're gearing up for planning our uh, 10th virtual, so 10th annual character run. It will be held virtually this year as well. Um, it starts on May 27th. So mark it in your calendars, get your running shoes out, get out there and get exercising a little bit. So you're all ready. Um, we offer a one, three, five or 10 K and it's meant to be totally inclusive. There's no pressure on time. Um, we do have a tracker that records your time if you are competitive. However, otherwise just get out there, enjoy the company of your family members, your loved ones, whoever you're living with um, and be healthy and try and try and post a photo or two. I think we're going to build community that way. Just seeing everybody's photos of everybody participating. Um, but yeah, so mark it on your calendars, the character run. It's May 27th to June 27th. So you have a whole month long to do it. Pick the nicest day, the sunniest day and get your runners out. That's awesome. I know you and I have been in talks about that. I'm excited. I can't run at all. Um, I've never been able to really run. I could do short distances. Like I play ball hockey. I can do the short sprint. That's about it. So I will be doing something in the one to three and there's a good chance that 75% of it's going to be a nice brisk walk, but yeah. way, I'm going to get out there. So that that's the point is to get out there, get outside, get some, get some adrenaline going, get the blood rushing. Exactly. I'm in the same boat as you. I am so not a runner. However, my runners have been out since January 1st. It's my goal. I'm going to try and make it happen. So we'll see. Exactly. Well, Haley, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone at North Perth community of, of uh, character there. We can't wait to talk to you guys again, maybe during mental health month, anything you guys got going on. I'd love to have you back to talk about the run again and let everyone in the community know when we get some more details into that. And it's a little bit closer to the date. Uh, thank you so much, Haley, for joining us and uh, stay safe. Thank you. You guys too. We appreciate this initiative. This is awesome. Thank you so much, Haley, for joining us here on Desks and Dusters. Thank you so much for everything that you and everyone at the North Perth Community of Character does here for all the people within North Perth. Guys, don't forget about the Character Run. That is coming up in the uh, late spring. I have decided I'm going to do it. I am very happy that uh, Haley and I talked and I found out it's not a for sure 10k you can sign up for lesser runs thank you you can run a one three five or a ten uh i'm gonna challenge myself and either do a three or a, maybe a five um but there's gonna be a lot of walking involved there won't be a lot of running so it's gonna be a character uh speed walk for me if you will then don't forget about those virtual services that are available and here's something i thought of guys because it is virtual just because your local services might be backed up, try for another area. I mean, it's virtual. They're not like, and that's the joy of it. You don't have to go to specific places. You're not limited to exactly one service or one area anymore. So you can open up, maybe give it a try, see what's going out. And remember to reach out because you are never alone. Okay, next up, we've got something for a lot of you who are North Perth Family Health Team members. We have Sue, who is uh, working with Youth Services for Mental Health. She's going to talk about what they're doing, how you can get in touch with her, or any of the counseling services with the North Perth Family Health Team, what they've got going on, and uh, we're going to dive right into that. So um, here we go. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. We are here with Sue Qureshi, who is a child and youth counselor at the North Perth Family Health Team. Sue, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for inviting me. I, I think it's a great idea to showcase the mental health issues and sort of the resources that we can access in the community. That's very wow. true. 2020 was such an, an unpredicted year. Um, a lot of people went through something that was new for them. 
Otherwise, we've got Bell Let's Talk Day coming up on Thursday, the 28th this week, um, the 10 year anniversary of that. And we all know what that's about. Uh, so there's lots of different initiatives out there, but we're going to talk about what's available to people right here in North uh, Perth. So you work with the North Perth Family Health Team. Now, what specifically do you do? Um, my role is the child and youth counselor, um, and, and, but that might involve dealing with supporting families as well. Um, at, at our health team, we, I have a colleague who's an adult um, registered psychotherapist, so she'll um, support adults. Um, and, and, and like all the health teams, we're really a circle of care, so it's really a, a team approach. Um, we have a registered dietitian, we've got nurse practitioners, family doctors, referrals to pediatricians if needed, uh, even, even all the way to child psychiatry or adult psychiatry if needed. So pretty comprehensive. There, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of great services that are available right here through your own uh, health team. Now, how would someone get a hold of you and who could come and use your services? Um, for the family health team, services are typically to patients that are registered with doctors in, um, at the family health team. Um, luckily, there are other supports in the community for those that may be doctor in Waterloo and, and wouldn't have access to um, the family health team mental health support. Um, North Perth put out the Community Connections newsletter, I think ever since the pandemic started, they've been really good about posting um, contact numbers uh, and, and sort of specializations where you might reach to. So it, it really helps if you're sort of saying, I need help now, you could um, pretty quickly find the right number to call. Perfect. And then, you know, a lot of times we all think, emergency emergency especially if if in the year 2020 this was new to you and you're having a panic attack or you're having an anxiety attack and you go to the hospital instead a lot of people when we panic or we think we're having an emergency the first thing we think of is is the emergency room we don't think of all these other services that we can utilize right here from the comfort of your own home first as well like a phone call virtual with everything going on, how are you interacting with your patients uh, through the year 2020 when we had COVID? Right. Well, yep. COVID, the the initial shutdown in the spring really had a lot of impact for everybody. Um, you know, we all sort of, all the staff sort of, um, if you could, worked remotely. So that meant um, telephone calls or um virtual, we kind of ramped up the virtual video um, services. Um, once things started opening up sort of June, July, and um, there was, you know, better information about social distancing and ways to stay safe, um, then I was able to adapt and, and sort of for my kids, kids that aren't going to benefit from a phone call, um, I, I was able to do some porch visits and sort of meet outside at a home or in a park and connect with, with the younger, my younger clients. Um, so we got creative and, and so now again with the, you know, the current outbreak and in the area and the jump in numbers were again sort of withdrawing services from the office. As school went back, I did get back to the office and I did kind of get to see my younger kids and, um, you know, but it, it's, it's, it's been an adaptation and I'm not sure it's perfect, but it's what we can do at this point. Exactly. Now, that sounds very creative on your end, the, the porch visits out in a park and stuff like that, because that's, those are very comforting places for the people that you're working with, especially children and youth. It's a place of, of familiar to them as well. Um, so it's, it's a lot more comforting than, than sometimes sitting in an office that can make people, I know for me, like when you sit in an office, like you feel like you're in trouble. Like you feel, <laughs> it feels weird. Like no matter how friendly and stuff it is, like 
it doesn't matter. Like you feel like you're at a doctor's office. So that's really cool that you're able to go and do that, especially because I know like talking to my doctor saying like, you wouldn't believe the calls we got in 2020, the increase. Yeah. Calls. yeah. Like you wouldn't like 80% of the calls coming in every day are, are mental health. Yes. And yeah. so there's a lot more people experiencing this. There's a lot more people, um, that are experiencing this for the first time as well. What does 2021 look like then? How do we prep for that? Well, I, um, I definitely am encouraging people to um, focus on hope. Hope. Um, I think right now, if we talk about January 2021, people are feeling very depleted. They're still feeling scared. There's feelings of anger. There's feeling of isolation, sort of. Um, it's a common conversation now that people feel depleted. They, they maybe stepped up and felt like they could cope in June and July and August. And with this setback sort of through December and January, um, there's a real message of feeling overwhelmed again. Um, so um, again, one of the common sort of um, therapeutic pieces of advice is that, you know, mindfulness, try to keep things simple, um, try to manage your stress. It might mean just going for a walk. It might mean just sitting in the sunshine. Um, always trying to work with the individual to find how they're going to cope through this next difficult time with a view that things are going to get better. I, I'm, I'm optimistic that, you know, as the vaccinations roll out and, um, you know, we get a handle on this um, life, uh, it would be so important for the kids to get back to school. And I, I do believe that's a government priority. Um, but, you know, right now, there are so many families struggling with trying to juggle three kids, three different Google classrooms, um, kids struggling to stay focused. Uh, it's, it's tough for a lot of families at this moment. It is. It's, it's very tough. And the one thing too is I always keep reminding people, my favorite, my favorite thing is, is you're sick. You're not weak. You're not pathetic. You know, sometimes you get to that point when your brain starts to kind of degrade and, and bring you down a little bit, <clears throat> especially when it's new for the first time. And you're like, what is going on? And sometimes your mm. brain can just bring you down and you're just like, well, so-and-so seems to be doing fine. Why am I not doing fine? And then you play all those sort of games. So it, it's new to a, lot of, to a lot of people and it's okay. And that's the one thing I just keep trying to let people know is that, you know, what you're feeling is okay. It's, you yeah. know, yeah, it's that's cool. That, yeah, that's a really good point. And I, I have to say, again, probably most, most people working with families, supporting families, you know, number one is a little bit of psychoeducation to understand what your body feeling is, is normal. It's, it's a normal reaction to the ongoing dangerous threat of COVID and, and what's happening and the stressors. I had one mom in May share with me that she's crying at night. And, you know, I said, do you know that is normal? We are in a global pandemic and it's a very sad time. Don't diminish what you're feeling. It is a sad time. But then I always try to help people find a balance to say, it's okay to feel sad. It's normal to feel scared. I've got all these young kiddos where their parents are frontline workers, you know, grocery stores or nurses and PSWs. And those kids carry an extra burden of anxiety and fear and so it, it it's such a ripple um so yeah it's always important to help people find what they can balance their stress and anxiety and loneliness what what is going to work for them and and that might mean a walk again it might mean 
um, a bubble bath with music, you know, or um, a solitaire game of cards, something to distract. Puzzles are great. You know, we're always looking for creative ways to say, in this moment, I need to just take care of me and manage my stress and I'll be able to handle tomorrow when tomorrow comes. Exactly. That's very, very true. And that's the other thing too, is it's not, there's coping mechanisms and not all coping mechanisms include having to speak to a counselor, a therapist, go to right. and do different things or, or taking different medications and stuff like that. A lot of times through my therapy was making lists of different coping mechanisms for me to start with before I yeah. go to that final step of having to call and go to a medical professional. And it was listening to certain types of music, doing something to mm -hmm. relax me, to distract yourself and calm yourself down. So that's also really, really good for people who are going through this for the first time and stuff like that is, is experiment a little bit, find your coping mechanism, find what works for you that kind of brings you back down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just going back to sort of, you know, that idea feeling, feeling like it's okay to, to reach out. Um, you know, there's been a lot like, that's why um, let's talk bell day is such a great initiative because it is sort of encouraging people. It's okay to say you need help. Um, but that help doesn't necessarily have to be a therapist. It could be a neighbor. You could open up to um, your gym trainer or, um, you know, your hairdresser, we all open up right. our hairdressers, getting our hair done for two hours. Right. You know, and that again, coming from, you know, the, the psychology background connection is so healing and helpful and comes right from, from the, you know, the minute you're born to the, to the time you die, you know, connection is what, what we as humans need. It's very true. Now, you mentioned the mom who was just crying and stuff to get herself to sleep at night. And if she's a member of the North Perth Family Health Team and she's having a crisis moment, what are her steps that she can do if she's not already one of your patients? Um, what are her steps to getting to getting help then? If she is a member of the North Perth Family Health Team and she's going through a crisis, what is step one? Oh, sorry, I we got connected, disconnected. So, can you repeat that question? Absolutely. Yeah, I was just asking. Now, if you're a member of the North Perth Family Health Team and you are going through um, a crisis, you're having an episode, a breakdown. It could be during the day, during the middle of the night. What, how do they connect to you? How do they connect to the North Perth Family Health Team and get those steps of getting help? Okay. Well, I, I mean, we just need to clarify if, you know, again, if you're in crisis, if you're in panic attack, you probably do need to reach out to the crisis line, you know, which is a here in Perth. If you're an adult, the, the here in Perth crisis line. Um, kids have the kids um, helpline too, um, or show up at the emergency room. I, you know, don't take a chance if you're if you're not feeling safe. Um, so reaching out to the clinic isn't a crisis move. It would be more uh, I'm noticing I'm not handling things so well. I need help. Then you would just call the family health team. Um, and say, um, I want an appointment with Sue or Lori. You don't actually need to see your doctor um, for a referral to, to see us, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, and that's, that's a great thing about, you know, so again, we collaborate, like Choices for Change would be another one for families. Um, you know, the early on programs are another sort of for families and children under six. That's another huge, you know, resource to tap into. Um, we've got the Salvation Army Food Bank. I've been directing people there when they're struggling. Um, optimism Place, you know, again, for the women that may be needing some, some support in their situation. 
so many of these things are just a phone call away. Um, but yeah, so for me or, or my colleague, it would be just a call to the clinic and say, I, I need to talk to someone and they'll get you connected. It's literally just that easy. Just one phone yeah. call. Yeah. Yeah. But not in crisis. <laughs> yes. All those numbers for the crisis helplines, we are going to put into the comment section below everybody. So no need for that. We will make sure that the numbers, the website links, you guys are going to have all that information. Right. Take a look, save it, keep it there. Sue, I can't thank you enough for sitting down with me this morning. Is there anything else you would like to share about mental health, uh, the services you provide and right here within North Perth? No, I think that you've got a, a, a great handle on all the different supports that you're sort of reaching out to. And um, yeah, thanks for the opportunity to, to chat. And hopefully, you know, the one thing I am aware of, there's so much out there that can be overwhelming and hard to know where to start. So all I would say is just pick one number, even if that isn't the best number, you can then get linked to other supports because sometimes it is hard to know what you need and even reaching out to one person will help you navigate that. Exactly. Perfect. Well, Sue, thank you so much for joining me today. I wish you all the best. Have a great yeah. day and stay safe out there. Yeah, you too. Enjoy the sunshine. <laughs> Sue, I love your creativity with everything you're doing, how you're able to still, um, get out interact with your clients uh in a professional way especially with pa with the pandemic going on thank you so much for joining us here on desks and dusters thank you and everyone at the north perth family health team uh for everything you're doing with your mental health services everything you're doing on the front lines right now big shout out to all frontline workers no matter who you are no matter what sector you're in uh you're kicking butt and we love you all right Last up on the podcast today, we have Lindsay and Mindy. They are from the Canadian Mental Health Association of the Huron-Perth branch. So they cover a large area, but the Canadian Mental Health Association is such a fantastic association. I can't wait to dive into this one with you guys and let you see everything that they've got going on, what they do, who they are, and most importantly, who can benefit from them. So... Lindsay and Mindy, you're up. All right, everybody, welcome back to Desks and Dusters. I am here with Lindsay and Mindy from the Canadian Mental Health Association of Huron Perth. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thanks for thank having you. us, Caitlin. It's no, good to be here. Perfect. Would you guys like to just introduce yourselves a little bit? What's your role uh, with the Canadian Mental Health Association here on Perth? Uh, what it kind of is you do? I know you're new into these roles. Um, so what is it that you, you do with the Canadian Mental Health Association? So uh, Lindsay and I have two roles. Uh, we're both case managers with CMHA, which means that we work one-to-one -one with people uh, who are struggling with their mental health. Um, and then the second role that we've just started is the role of uh, social media, media, um, uh, community education, community education yeah. and so forth. Yeah. That's awesome. So you guys are definitely the, the perfect people to have on this podcast. And this is exactly who I needed and we got it. So how did you kind of get involved with the Canadian Mental Health Association? Like what kind of led you to the path, um, whether it was it, the work you were doing, but what led you into the Mental Health Association? Um, well, I guess, uh, I mean, I can start with it. It all kind of started with me with um, mental health that was I was experiencing in my family growing up. Um, so that's kind of where it all started. And I actually went into school to, uh, to do teaching. And it, I, I think I had a psych um, class my freshman year and um, it, I was so interested in it and it kind of just led me on that path. So um, I ended up getting my psychology degree and I worked for a year. Um, I went to school in the States. So I worked for a year um, at a community outpatient mental hospital in Chester, Pennsylvania, and then came home to Stratford and started and applied for a job at uh, CMHA to be a case manager. So amazing be here. So it kind of, I, I, like I said, I grew up and had some experience um, living with mental health, like um, a family member with mental health. So um, I think that was kind of 
the driving force behind me inevitably coming to the, into this role with CMHA. Perfect. Yeah. I think uh, for myself, I, I, as long as I could remember, I always was interested in, um, you know, people and their stories. And uh, so I did uh, my degree is in social work. And then I actually uh, retired from social work. Uh, I have four kids. So I spent a lot of time uh, raising my kids. And I had a career as a photographer as well. And over the last um, few years of my photography career, I was feeling really drawn back to, uh, to mental health work. Uh, like Lindsay, I have uh, people in my family who have really struggled with mental health problems. Um, and the experiences of, of helping them cope with that uh, led me to understand that I had something to give back in terms of uh, using those experiences to help other people. Um, and CMHA really drew me because I feel like CMHA thinks outside the box. Um, we try to meet clients where they are and uh, create solutions for them that um, fit, you know, from their perspective rather than kind of uh, having an institutionalized perspective. So mm -hmm. that's very true. Just with all the people I've been talking to lately about this, like there is no one direct path that's going to work for everybody. Everybody is so different what works for you is not going to work for me and different things like that. So I've talked to different um, counselors with the North Perth family health team. So that's where you would go. If, if you're feeling like you just can't handle your emotions, uh, you're not handling uh, your, men your mental health very well, you would go to speak to them. So what would I go to the Canadian mental health association for? What services would you be able to offer someone like me? So basically, I mean, when we connect people to the resources um, in the community at large, so that's kind of our role as a case manager. Um, and that can vary. Like you said, Caitlin, it's like not like a, like, you know, one-stop shop with like the exact same um, situation for every single client. We, we prioritize with um, each client. Um, and I think it's important that I add to, you kind of touched on it a bit, that um, our view of recovery, like, you know, my view, your view, Mindy's view, all the other case managers and our view of recovery to somebody may look different to them. Right. And um, it's really important to honor somebody and what their recovery looks like. Um, so I guess that's the discussion and the, and the bond that you build between clients and, you know, a professional relationship that you have with a client in understanding what their direction is, what their focus is and what is important to them. And a big thing is prioritizing, right, with people. Um, I, I know in my role, Mindy, I, a lot of the times, you know, I mean, I kind of like to um, compare it to, you know, if you get devastating news or you get in a car accident or something like that, and everything just seems like it's like falling apart, right? Like you, you, you don't really, you don't have time for the things that you need time for. You, you can't get through to the insurance companies on the phone. Like it's, it's just like a, a big, it's a big mess. Right. And you, you start losing sleep, you start, you know, things just aren't really coming together for you. And, and we're kind of the people that, you know, jump in and we say here, like, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about this and let us do some of that stuff for you. If that makes sense. Yeah. It might be, somebody wants to go on a trip to Cuba and they just can't fathom pulling all the things together to get their birth certificate, to get their passport, right? So we might um, help them with all that kind of stuff, like something that may seem so simple to some, like someone else, but you know, somebody who just got in a car accident per se, yeah, um, that's a really tough task to, to kind of wrap their head around, right? Oh, yeah, I think I'm a lot of yeah. folks who uh, who come to us are feeling really overwhelmed mm -hmm. and uh, we sit down, as Lindsay said, and sort it out, right? What's, yeah. what, uh, what is really going on here? What do you need? How can we help you find or, or connect with those things that you need? So it's a lot of goal setting. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of, um, uh, as Lindsay said, prioritizing what's what, uh, what's, what's, our, what's our first, yeah, what's our yeah. first step here? Where, where do we go next? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I know for some services, like for me specifically, I could go to my doctor's office and I get 10 free counseling sessions through the government, but that's mm -hmm. because I'm a member of my doctor's office. Now, can anybody come to the Canadian Mental Health Association? 
Yeah, so we're, we're a free service that's available to anybody in the community who's struggling with their mental health. Um, we, uh, we have an intake process where people would come in and talk to our, uh, our um, intake person who would sort of sort out, okay, what are some of the issues that you're dealing with? And then they would decide, is, it, is case management appropriate for you? Uh, maybe the person might have uh, specifically housing needs. So we have some housing options. Um, of course, as with all other resources, uh, those are limited. So we would have to uh, help people, you know, get themselves on waiting lists or help people um, figure out what resources are there for, for those specific problems. We also have a case management clinic so people can walk in um, now, in normal times, people can walk in um, once a week on Wednesday afternoons in, in the Stratford office, as an example. We have other locations, too. Uh, currently, we do that, I believe, mostly by phone, um, that people can call in and have some immediate assistance with sorting things out. Uh, so there is not a, a long wait at all. That's good to hear, then. So it's a free service. It's open to anybody. What's kind of the time frame then for something like that? Like, is it a nine to five service? If someone's having a, a little bit of an episode or a panic later in the evening or at night, is someone going to be there on the phone to help them? Or would they be looking for 24 hour crisis lines? Yeah. So we're, we're, a uh, we're a nine, well, I guess we are a nine to five service. I say that knowing full well that every case manager that I know, uh, is still working <laughs> after five o'clock. Exactly. But uh, but um, yeah, we're we're there during the day during business hours, and then we do uh, we're part of an alliance of services in uh, Huron and Perth. So we have our colleagues over at the uh, the crisis intervention program who are there twenty four seven. Exactly. Now I know for things like specifically for people I know that have called their doctors and stuff like that, and and for a lack of a better term, like given in and finally said, I need, I need help. I can't do this on my own. I think my doctor said something about it's like 80% of phone calls a day are related to mental health that they've been getting uh, coming in. So you're not alone. It's not just you. It's everyone for the first time in close to a hundred years, the entire world was affected by one singular thing at once. And we were all all affected by one thing which hasn't happened in quite some time what did the services of the community mental health association and and like what kind of a year was 2020 for you well i mean we uh we had to obviously roll with it um and we had to get crafty as case managers i mean we still are considered essential service workers of course um so we, we are, you know, it's, it's an expectation that we continue to see clients um, in some kind of form or speak with our clients, connect with our clients in some shape or form. Um, Zoom was a really big thing. Um, we had a program at CMHA where um, we would help fund um, a little tablet for our clients so that they were able to Zoom uh, with, with their case manager or with family and friends um, and just connecting over the phone um, I know myself and, and some other case managers got crafty and they, you know, go over and to a client's house and because um, I mean we do work uh, in the client's home we go out in the community what have you, so we go maybe to the client's house and have a coffee with them out on their front porch while social distancing or you know visit from afar and just you know hey how you doing just to, you know, have some like human contact and all of this because one thing that I've found um, in these last few months is that that's huge. Just the, the actual seeing a person's face, right. And not just talking on a phone necessarily, not that the phone call isn't key, but you know, that face-to-face -face contact really can, can make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. That is quite important to some people. Some people are, are more people, more people, people than other people. Yes. Wow. That's a tongue that's twister to get through. Um, but it's true. Sometimes just that in person is what they need. And you know what? I heard the same thing this morning when we were talking to Sue at North Perth family health team, she was saying, you know, she would meet some of her clients on a front porch, social distance, maybe at a park or something yeah. like that outside and different things like that, just to get them outside of 
of the restricted environment that we've all been brought into. Um, But still getting so creative. And I'm very intrigued and very impressed with all the different ways that that people have been able to move forward. And now with that being said, what does 2021 look like? Because it's basically just 2020 in disguise. (laughs) Well, we have hope for 2021. Um, Right now, I think we've, a lot of us have, um, have gotten into the groove of the way that we're working. Um, I'm so proud of my colleagues that have, we, you know, we've been open right through. We've, we never uh, closed. We've continued our work, as Lindsay said, right from the beginning. Um, we've, we've found, as Lindsay said, creative ways to, uh, to do the work. And some of those creative ways probably will carry forward, right? That, um, yeah. you know, I have clients who uh, prior to the pandemic, um, probably didn't leave their home too often, and yet they're going out for a, a nice, refreshing walk with me once a week, right? So, um, those are those are positive developments, and not everything about this uh, way of doing things has been negative or difficult. There are some there are some real positives. Um, the, there's a group that we have at CMHA called uh, CMHA Good Morning. And uh, we've been running that by Zoom. And it's because it's now by Zoom, it's opened uh, to people all over the place to be able to attend and um, have that social connection uh, three mornings a week. So, so we're doing things um, that are, that are um, uh, effective. And I think that uh, that may continue through 2021, even once we're able to uh, do more things in person together a lot of people are finding they're able to reach out to more people virtually as well now Mm -hmm. um and like i've been able to reconnect with a lot of people across canada uh i've got a support group that i found and it's uh, people in the states people in europe and stuff like that so it's amazing what we can do and the one thing that i'm hearing that's a lot different from 2020 is in 2021 i'm hearing more positivity there's more optimism there's more hope so that's the one thing I'm quite encouraged by is, is the positivity that I'm hearing is people have kind of found their way, uh, how things are going to move forward and, and just keep improving on it. So I'm quite excited to hear the positivity for 2021, ladies. I think that people have surprised themselves like with, you know what I mean, with like implementing their strategies and stuff like that, right? Like I think that it's been... Oh, it's overall, um, it's been devastating, but um, some of our, our population that we deal with have really found ways, like you said, to, to do things differently. And I think that that's really empowering to some people and it's been very helpful and good for them in some ways, yes. It has, absolutely. We've seen a lot of resilience, which, yes. uh, you know, resilience is a skill that we we talk about in uh, in mental health all the time, right? It's a yes. it's like foundational skill, and this has been an opportunity for people to um, uh, practice <laughs> resilience and also to recognize resilience in themselves that they might not have thought possible before, mm-hmm. right? Look what we've been proud. through together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Same. Now, in the past 10 years, I was an intern at Bell Media for the first ever Bell Let's Talk Day. So I was kind of there. I was in the be- in the building. I was at the National Building. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm so jealous. I love that. She- Lindsay's holding up a Bell Let's Talk mask for everybody who can't obviously can't see. It's a beautiful mask. I was there. I worked the first ever Bell Let's Talk Day. I edited the interviews. I listened to the guests. I got to see it be burned. And 10 years later, look where we are. So mm-hmm. what's the importance of days like Bell Let's Talk Day and Mental Health Week? I mean, I think just like, like their kind of um, catchphrases is joining the conversation, right? Like just, um, just bringing to light that this is a real thing, right? Like this is, people can't always see what's going on and it's important to talk about it and make it known to everybody. I mean, I think it's, I think that in itself just to get it out there is really what I'm so thrilled about Bell Let's Talk day for, right? Like, I mean, it's, you get the, the other 
things that you get out of Bell Let's Talk, like the initiatives and stuff that we and grants that we can apply for and stuff. I mean, that's wonderful, but it's just the, the conversation that really makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside, right? It's a stigma buster, right? Yes. I think that, um, you know, I worked in mental health for the first time uh, decades ago. And uh, when I returned to the field about two years ago, I was really, um, there were many changes that had happened, but that that was one of the most significant that uh, when I when I was working in mental health in the 90s, uh, it was still very hush hush and no one wanted, to, you know, they didn't want their boss to know or they didn't, you know, they, they'd come for treatment as long as it could be, uh, you know, as long as we could call it a doctor's appointment rather than a, you know, a, a counseling appointment. So that has changed. People are much more willing now, I think, to say, you know what, I'm struggling. I need some mm-hmm. help with this. Or, you know, uh, we have a family support group at CMHA and families come together and share their stories and, um and they don't feel alone and they don't feel freakish or, or, you know, um, outsiders. Well, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, that they can see that many people struggle this way. Uh, and that's the other thing that's, that's been, I think, positive about the pandemic is that, um, you know, who among us hasn't had days of feeling depressed or hopeless or, um, uh, you know, filled with anxiety, right? So we we are developing empathy for each other through the pandemic because we're all experiencing those feelings and we can be more empathetic to people who experience those feelings regularly or intensively. And ironically, Bell, let's talk this year has kind of fallen in a, like a pretty neat spot considering we're just, you know, in another lockdown right now. And, you know, it, people will be experiencing some things that, you know, get the conversation going, right? Like, and this will just encourage it more. So um, Bell Let's Talk has been great that way. For sure. It has, absolutely. Like Bell Let's Talk Day is what encouraged me to go talk to my doctor. Awesome. And so Excellent. like, that's what happens is you just kind of sit and listen and go, well, what's the harm in having a conversation? Absolutely. There isn't one. No. And it's, and then like, I don't care what you talk about tomorrow. As long as you use the hashtag bell, let's talk, share a picture of your dog, share a picture of your cat. I don't care. Use the hashtag and get it going. Like I notice those things. I look for who's, who's doing that. And I look at them and I go, okay, I know that, you know, I could talk to you one day and you know, I, that you see me for who I am. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. it's a great feeling for people like me who are who are people who are struggling with mental health. And, and when days like that come around, you feel seen and you don't feel like an outcast and you don't feel like a weirdo or a freak or that you're weak because that's the last thing you are is weak. I think people who struggle with mental health are some of the strongest people you're ever going to meet mentally. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, I think uh, sometimes, particularly in the past, people would, withhold their feelings or not want to talk to anybody because they felt like no one's going to understand, you know, or um, my doctor's just going to tell me I'm, you know, I'm being silly or whatever. But initiatives like Let's Talk are uh, important because they show us that people are there, people are ready, people are willing to talk about this. It's not um, unspeakable, right? Let's talk about it. Exactly. Now, ladies, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day for sitting and talking with me. Is there anything you guys would like to share about what's going on this year, what the Canadian Mental Health Association has going on? How can people help you guys out? Can people make donations? Are there, you know, in the past, what kind of events and stuff like that were going on? How can we help you? Oh, as like um, we mentioned at the start of this, um, Mindy and I are relatively new at the community education position, but we have a lot of ideas that are um, kind of flowing and um, keeping, of course, the pandemic in mind. And I mean, we're day to day kind of right. So we don't really know, you know, what the summer looks like. We don't really know what next month, what next week looks like. So um, but we have a lot of ideas up our sleeve and just stay tuned and um, please follow our Instagram page and our Twitter uh, page and 
We're revamping our website so you can pop in there to get uh, some stuff in the near future. Um, we're in the middle of that right now. And then uh, we're working on Facebook, getting that together. So please uh, follow us on social media and um, stay tuned. There, there's more to come. Yeah. And, and if, pe if people are interested in um, taking a more active role, we, we are always uh, welcoming volunteers. And yes. our uh, volunteer coordinator, Jody would be happy to speak to people who uh, might be interested in being friendly visitors or um, volunteer drivers for our, drivers. Our, uh, our folks. So yes, yeah, lots of ways to be involved. And peer support as well. So if somebody wanted to be a peer, um, for our community, the CMHA community, they are, they can pop by or call in, um, anytime. Perfect. Well, we're going to post all those links to all your social medias. We're going to keep an eye on it. We're going to keep interacting and hopefully ladies will be back in May to talk mental health month and see what you yeah. guys have going on then. And any way we can help you guys out, let us know because I love what you're doing and I can't wait to see what else you have going on. I hope you guys have a great day. Please stay safe. Yes. You too. And thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Woo! What a jam-packed educational episode. Lindsay and Mindy, what amazing human beings you are. Thank you again for joining us on Desks and Dusters. Thank you to everyone at Canadian Mental Health Association here on Perth and any branch anywhere in Canada. What you do matters. You make a big difference in a lot of people's lives, including people like me. So, Lindsay and Mindy, Sue and Haley, thank you, all four of you, for joining me on this episode. Now, I've also talked to a couple other people who weren't able to join us on the podcast this week as well. So there's also Lori who works at the North Perth Family Health Team. She deals with the adult uh, mental health services. You can reach out to her if you are a North Perth Family Health Team member. She is available. You can contact her directly. Again, like Sue mentioned, you get to cut that middle person out and you don't have to go through your doctor and wait on that. You get to take matters into your own hands here, people. So remember... 2020 has been an absolute roller coaster of a year. It was filled with ups and downs. We had no idea which way it was going. Some people are looking at 2021 as just an extension of 2020. Others are looking at a lot of the positives that are happening. And I want you to hold on to that positivity because I believe that there is more coming. So remember, tomorrow is Bell Let's Talk Day. Get that hashtag trending. We already know it's going to be trending. I guarantee you by the time I wake up, it's going to be the number one trending topic in Canada. And I'm so here for it. Okay. So remember, bell service providers, pick up your phone. I want you to connect with someone. I want you to reconnect with someone. Text messages, phone calls, it all counts. Then we're going to jump over to our favorite social media platforms where you should be following PBJ Cleaning Depot because we're going to let you know what's going on tomorrow and what's going on here at PBJ. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And while you're there, make a couple posts and make sure you add the hashtag, hashtag Bell Let's Talk. And we are going to see if we can have another record-breaking year with the amount of money we are going to pull in for mental health services here in Canada. You guys have no idea how important this is. Now, this episode is dropping today, Wednesday afternoon. It is the 27th of January. Tomorrow morning, we have another episode, part two, for our mental health services coming up. Now, today was all about mental health services. Of course, we focused it on what is available right here in the North Perth area, but obviously Canadian mental health services, they reach national, they go coast to coast to coast. That's right. A little bit of extra timbit in there for you. Did you know Canada has three coasts? We're not from sea to sea. We're from sea to sea to sea. That's right. Three seas, guys. So make sure you know what's going on. Make sure you can reach out. You guys, if you've been listening to Desks and Dusters for a while, you know that the Egg Society here in town has got stuff going on as well. Check them out for all their initiatives that they're doing. It's fantastic. I can't wait for May for Mental Health Month. We're going to have a lot of these people back as repeat guests. Today's episode was all about services. Tomorrow's episode is going to be 
all about stories. I've got a fantastic guest lined up for you. She's going to be sharing her story, but most importantly, she's sharing her truth and her honesty. And that's what I loved most about my conversation with her. I can't wait to let you guys know who it is. It's going to be a surprise. And maybe, just maybe, I'll share my story of mental health with you too and give you a little bit of a deep dive into who I am and why this is just so important for me uh, as a person and why I think it's important for us as a society, as a community, as a whole, and as a country. So remember, everybody, mental health is very, very important. Let's keep the conversation going. Not one day a year, not one week a year, not one month a year, but a whole whopping 365 days a year. So think positive, reach out, you're never alone. And if you're on the other side and you're not one of those people experiencing mental health, remember, it doesn't cost anything to be a good person and lend your hand to someone in need. We'll see you tomorrow morning, folks. Be sure to catch Desks and Desters on all your favorite podcast platforms like CastBox, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Join us for Desks and Dusters, 3PBJ Cleaning Depot, every other week.